You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. I just have to start this podcast off by saying that Braden looks like a Goomba. Goomba. The, uh, Mario. That's a Goomba. The, the little, little toad dudes you just step on. The little mushroom guys on oh, Mario. Oh, the mushroom guy. Yeah, yeah not toad. Uh, Braden, Braden, uh, Braden looks like a Goomba dun, with, with that dun, hat. Dun, dun, it got dun, below dun, 40 dun. this morning, so I was like, I'm going to wear one of my this favorite is the, hats. This is well, the time of year I hate. Where oh, you've got to dress for cold weather in the morning and then it warms up by the afternoon. It's funny we're making fun of Zach because he came in yesterday. Yeah. Shorts, shorts, short golf shorts. Dude, Zach. Golf polo. And then in the it cold. warmed up to, yeah, in the cold of the morning. And then it warmed up to whatever. And then after lunch, he's putting on like an overshirt. <laughs> like when Zach, it was warm. <laughs> yeah, it was so like when it's warmed out. Yeah. Zach. And Chris will wear shorts until probably January. That's what he was saying. Derek's the same way. Yeah. Freaking weirdos. Yeah. Not me. I got a heated vest and a little thing, and it. I'm going to probably wear it tomorrow. Yeah. So, anyways, Braden looks like a mushroom, uh, and we're back from the retreat. We had, uh, I think everybody had some good outdoor activities over the weekend, too. Funny, I, it's, I, I told you guys in Slack. I my I lost my voice a week ago yesterday, and then we were at the retreat, and I, I, we all just thought I couldn't speak. Uh, people were making fun of me as I'm trying to like, I'm trying to talk to the team, and I'm, uh, and you guys are all laughing. Sounded like me. a lady. I did. <laughs> I, I yeah. If I got excited, my voice would squeak as if I was a prepubescent teen. <laughs> um, so the uh, so all this is going on. I get home on Friday, and I'm like, nope, I'm just straight up sick. Uh, so thankfully. No one got my cold, but what was funny is normally, like this time of year, it's crazy. We got youth sports going on. I've got all this stuff going on, like all of these kids' activities, and my wife always wants to, you know, pumpkin patch. It's like all this stuff, mm-hmm. will, it, it, but but me and my son ended up being sick, and so I was like, dude, let's go fishing. Like, m- mom doesn't want to be around us. Uh, well, first, uh, actually, first, I was like, well, I'm going to go tune up my bow. And I started getting it tuned up. I was starting to feel good. And then I had an arrow go through my bag that's apparently dry rotted. Mm. And it hit the fence behind it and it just snapped it. Mm. So, and now I'm down to too few arrows to hunt with. So I'm going to have to go. Get when it. you said that, I kind of was like, oh, he missed his target. So what happened? You actually shot through your target. That's yeah, I didn't miss good. target. I mean, I, my, my groups weren't great. But I think like uh, some Center of that. I, well, some of that was, I was, yeah. Uh, some of it I was dialing in. I don't know what happened, but my. I have that Garmin Zero on my uh, oh, yeah. b- uh, bow still, but the, it was w- it was like four inches to the right every time. So I was tightening that up. I was mm. adjusting the bow sight, and without fail, I always do it the wrong direction the first time. I, oh, I yeah. don't know why. Mm. Well, just, how do you figure out which way it's going? You just start cranking. And well, then... no, I know which way it's going <laughs> on that. Opposite. That one, it's easy to see which way the sight's moving. It's not one of those rotating oh, dials. Yeah, yeah. So I could see which I like in my head. I just did it backwards though. Um, so by the time I got it going though, I was down to two arrows and I was like, well, 
I guess the archery shop will see me soon. So do you leave your bag outside? I do. Okay. Yeah. It's Is that ill-advised? It, I mean, it dry rot in the sun. Mm-hmm. So, like, and it's been in the weather. Uh, it's just, like, 50 pounds, and I don't feel yeah. like carrying it. That's motivation. You look at it out in your yard, and you're like, oh, I need to shoot that. If you put it up in your garage. You forget about it. Yeah. You forget you about know, it. It'd be a good workout. I could, like, walk to the garage pumping it. Uh, you know, do those like Reinhardt ones? Can, do those do those stay outside okay? Like yeah, that one that I gave yeah. Jacob uh, that See? he absolutely mutilated on one side With of it. Broadhead uh, tuning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need then, one of those. And then I left it in the back of my car. And you know what my son did? He picked out that entire side while we were driving around. <laughs> oh down. my god! And so I have an Thanks, entire dude. <laughs> like Jacob left it to where it was still shootable, but now my son has completely made it like it looks like a rat has been eating this thing. <laughs> So he I wasn't eating it, was he? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, Lord knows. I, I did find a bunch of the pieces in the back of the, the car, so I okay. assume that oh. he was not. Okay, that's good. But well, then, so that was my, like, I, I, it was kind of funny because you guys were laughing. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm sick. I get to shoot my bow Yeah. because I can't do family activities. What, what does that look like, though? Okay, so I'm new to this. The arrows that you have, right? Mine have the field points on them. Okay, so when I get my bow kind of, tuned to that and I'm ready I go get the broadheads on them and then I shoot with those broadheads too to tune it again or like yeah, usually that weight change will change where they're landing just a little bit so then you kind of reset your bow mm-hmm. to bring that together and then I'm not I'm not the guy to do this but I'll say what I do like n- normally once I know that my broadheads are on I'll still shoot the field tips and if they're hitting an inch low but my broadheads are where I want them I'll just know, and I think some guys will try to. You can kind of bring those together with better tuning. I don't not do that. So you keep field tips on some and broadheads on the others. Uh, is that what you're saying? No, I'll go back to my field tips to shoot if I want to practice. Oh, shooting, you take it off. I'll take them back off. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once, you... once I get it tuned up. Okay, so you don't. You just kind of do it a couple of times with the broadheads. Take those off, and then yeah, do the I do. I, you can bring them together. I don't necessarily understand how to do that. And can't the Garmin can, store two different? It can. Yeah, yeah. The Garmin can. The Garmin can actually store my broadhead arrows and my my field tips. I I haven't set it up that way though. But it okay. depends on like what kind of broadheads you're shooting too, right? So like if you're shooting fixed blades, like what I have, um, they can sometimes plane. So like, like an airplane. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, like the, they hit the wind and will like kick right or left like because an aeroplane, like the wings of an aeroplane. Oh, okay. I was just, okay, whatever. We're just going to edit Dan out of this <laughs> podcast entirely. I thought that made a lot That's of sense. strong commentary, Dan. Thank Dan you for interjecting. Wasn't but, fair. uh, <laughs> the, like for mine, I have to like shoot those, which I don't want to, cause they're going to get dull and you got to sharpen them again. But like. You gotta gotta tune them to make sure that they fly correctly. If you're shooting like some of the mechanical ones or like some of the specialty broadheads, like they're they fly true to like your field point, and it's like not as big of a deal. Um, but there's weight changes, all kinds of like just a few grains can mess things yeah, up. You wouldn't, so. you wouldn't believe how many people. I mean, we it's fun, it's funny because we put this stuff on TikTok and we get made fun of by all the the really good archers. But right. there's a ton of people that don't even they're like, oh, it says uh, field point ready or, or like or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember what they call it. Uh, yeah. But but they they will just snap that on and go hunt with it and never shoot a broadhead before they fire it at an animal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll work for them. It just I I like <clears> to try to eliminate variables. Like you know, I want to be pretty confident. I, I'm yeah. going to mess up a lot of other things, so I need to uh, at least yeah, make sure that's... Yeah, there's a that's, life at stake, so yeah, you, there's shouldn't, a life at you shouldn't stake. be yeah. firing off at something that you don't know how it's going to fly. But anyways, mm-hmm. I, 
I'm basically starting over because I have to go get new arrows now, and I'm sure they're not going to match up exactly. I'm going to have to retune everything. Yeah, uh, so that's right. It's an excuse know. to shoot your bow and have fun yeah. doing that. Yeah, well, now I'm motivated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go tomorrow and get new arrows. How many um, arrows will you get? Like what feels safe? Probably like a dozen. Oh, gosh. Because yeah. you do you eliminate arrows, right? Like you go through – you were telling me I, like – I do. Pick. You can knock tune, and, and that's it's always the funny thing too. Mm-hmm. We put up like a 60-second clip, and then everybody makes fun of all the things you didn't talk about. I'm like, yeah, dude, this is like a TikTok video. Yeah. Uh, but you can knock tune too. Yeah. Um, but I, I find it – like there's other things that can make an arrow fly bad. Like maybe you got a bad fletching. Yeah. Um, sometimes one arrow will be louder than another one. So I'll usually just find – I like to find my best arrows to hunt with, right? Your best like, three? Yeah, you I'll, 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 I'll number them and find my my most consistent best flying three yeah um and then i'll hunt with those and i'll usually take my next two and put small game broadheads on them mm. uh, which yeah are, like, those little, those, they're like those four prong uh that's what i was joking with i shaved the nuts of that squirrel with last year <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah uh they i don't think they fly as accurately uh i haven't really target tested those um but yeah I, that, that's my process is i find my best three yeah. i put my broadheads on those i will usually um I have, it's funny, I have a bunch of dirt nap broadheads that I've acquired from going to the Badlands Film Festival over the years. Mm. So I hunt with those. I like those. Yeah. Um, and I uh, I have so many of them that I'll actually target practice with a few. And then I have some that are unused. And so they're still like razor sharp. Yeah. So that's kind of my process. I'm not saying I'm the right. Like, that's just what I do. Yeah. And like, for me, I don't, I don't know how to knock tune. Um, I don't like throw those arrows away by any means because so I want to learn. James but like, Nash said to turn it 30, if it's flying a little off to turn it 30%. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that sounds easy. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense if the, if it's, you know, just to turn it a little bit and then, I mean, you may end up gambling the wrong way and it gets worse. So you go back. But again, if you don't number your arrows though, this is where like all that can get really confusing. And you may think you're just suck and you're inconsistent yeah. and you, it turns out you have one or two that are just flying off. Dude, there are days where like after five shots, like some days I just suck or like, yeah. I'm just not locked oh, in or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to come back tomorrow. If it's, if I still suck, then I'll consider making changes. Well, dude, you get, you get off and like, you're not you're not mentally there. Like I'm trying to teach my son baseball right now. He's Mm. playing for the first time and he'll do really good swinging for a while. And then you start to get lazy and he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, what is that dude? What are you doing? You You know, it's the same thing with archery. If you're not like, you, I, I was almost, I was kind of thinking of archery as I was trying Mm -hmm. to teach him to swing because it's anchor points. You're having to find like, no dude, you can't just like, you're not chopping a tree, you know, yeah, trying to no. teach him all, all the mechanics. And it's very similar to art. Like it's all muscle memory. Dude, I'm the opposite. So I was baseball my whole life. And like I, the comparisons between shooting a bow and like getting your swing ingrained and being consistent in like all environments and stuff like that. It's the same thing with archery, yeah. the repetition. Well, like, that's why they tell baseball players not to play golf. Right. Cause you, they you, do. You yeah. Know, Cause you end up learning or your muscle memory, the wrong mechanics. Um, yeah. It's your swing. Yeah. And there's actually like new studies out now. Um, like growing up, that was me. So like, I can't swing a golf club at all. Um, your dad but, probably like swat yeah, you if he saw yeah, you holding one. Yeah. And like I had time, I was playing baseball all the time, but um, there's actually new studies now that like compare the launch angle of a golf swing and a baseball swing and like the mechanics. And there's actually like some pretty insane comparisons down to like oh, fractional it's degrees like actually and closer stuff. than we thought. Yeah. 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 And so, I know growing up, like I played baseball until junior high and yeah. they, like my dad would not, was not a fan of me. Oh yeah. Golf. Well, and I mean, I think at a young age, you know, like I could, I could see the argument, but like once you get older and like you, you understand like your, your body movements and you've been doing it for so long, you know, you can, you can maybe work yeah. some other stuff in but to do it yeah yeah so, so uh that was my saturday and then s- sunday I, we went fishing and 
uh, actually, I went to check trail cameras and I was like, I'll bring my fishing stuff just in case because there's these ponds over there. And I knew there, I've seen some big, Sound like Jacob. I've, I've seen some big bass in there and I've never had chance to like, I've never had time, but my wife wanted me out of the house. So we were gone for like three hours and that first pond, I just, you know, probably fourth cast got hit and it was, it was kind of like what you are talking about on the green river mm-hmm. with Jacob, where he said that it wasn't a hit. Like I thought it was snagged. Yeah. It sucked it like a catfish Yep. and then it just kind of set there. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm, I'm thinking I'm snagged on one of his pipes from the fertilizers or like mm-hmm. or something. Cause it's a nursery and it was a, a decent sized bass. And then we went to that other pond and that's where I caught that like absolute stud. Yeah. And, and that's that, that I caught, dude, it was so funny. I, uh, I rigged up, uh, my, I was, I knew they had hit the creature bait at that first pond. I was like, all right, so I'll stick to dark. I'm going to try a jig though. I'll put it, I didn't, I didn't have, um, I only have my rod, my son's rod. And so I put it on that Zebco 33 <laughs> of his just so I could experiment. And I was like, yep. if they start hitting that, I'll switch it to mine. Yeah. That, that big bass, I think was probably like at least three pounds. My yeah. scale was all busted. Uh, I had like the old janky the rusty chunky, spring. Dude. dude, he was, he was, he was beefy. Yeah. But it hit that, and that Zebco goes. (laughs) This fish ran like 20 yards. Yeah. And I'm sitting there trying to like tighten the drag on that Zebco. And it was a fun little fight on that tiny kid's rod. Yeah. It's It's not like a little kid's rod. I mean, it's just a shorter. Yeah. It's good you're able to land those. Like, I've had so many times before I've fished with Steven Taylor, who like taught me a lot. Him and Jacob basically taught me everything I know about bass fishing. But. He would watch me fish, and like I kept pulling the fi- the uh, lure out of the fish's mouth, and he was like, "Dude, you've got to like keep your rod tip low, and then as soon as you feel, even if you think it's a snag, give yourself a chance and raise the rod tip, and see like it it kind of gives away like whether it's a fish or and you'll feel it. It'll either like go one way or another, or you'll feel kind of that tug, and you'll know, and then you set the hook. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's good that he actually took it enough for you to. Yeah, it was okay. fun. So. We always know you have a successful fishing trip because we'll see you go wild order on Monday. Uh, yeah, I lost. <laughs> well, that was what uh, <laughs> uh, Brad's ordered Brad, more lures. He wants to have a good fishing trip. <laughs> yeah, well, that uh, I had a good knot on that jig. Uh, the The string just broke. The fishing line just broke. It uh-huh. straight up broke. So I cast that jig, <laughs> and I watched it, and it, it sailed way further than I thought it was yeah. going to because there was it, there was no resistance. The yeah. line broke, and I saw it land on the bank, and I couldn't find it. So. I lost my uh, my favorite jig, and I had to buy some more. That happened to Jacob when we were fishing at uh, Nolan. Uh, he, same thing, nice jig, just launched it. He was like, no. Yeah. And then he's fishing again, and, like, just a, a small bite, loses the next lure, and then he pulls up his line, and, like, from the fishing we were doing, like, the the rocks and stuff had just, yeah, that's what like, I think. nicked the line. And I had been doing that for about an hour with dude, this jig, so. Some of those pro guys, man, I don't know if you've ever watched them, like, if if they're jig fishing or whatever, every time it comes in, they run their finger down the, down oh. the line, feel for, like, any Nixon. amount of nick, and then, like, some of them will, like, retie every, like, third cast. Oh. Because to them, it's like eat this next fish could be worth a hundred thousand dollars right and so they're obviously super fast at tying and like you know getting moving but they they check every time wow so, yeah that's it. well and which i don't that's a lot of work. The, <laughs> yeah I don't. when we went to the bigger pond it was a different bottom and it was a lot of i guess it's landscape rock that they've put mm-hmm. in there but i mean I'm, i was hitting a lot of that and i could feel that it that heavy rap. jig yeah dragging across it so yeah i'm sure i just chewed that line up doing that but 
I, after that, I was like, all right, that's the sign we should go home. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be gone for like three hours. You just so. lost seven bucks. Time to get out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you? I talked uh, for the, a lot of this podcast. What did you all do this weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm just getting ready for deer season. Um, and like a big thing for me has been like my system and like organizing all my stuff in a way that like I can get out of the house quickly, efficiently have all my stuff exactly where it needs to be. Um, I was actually listening to, um, Tony Peterson on like the wired to hunt podcast. And he like, he did like a 20 minute episode where he was literally like, you all might think I'm crazy, but I think this will help somebody. Um, I know at any given time exactly what is in every single pocket in like each pair of pants that I wear, every hoodie, depending on what bag. And he literally like he started, he was like, my right pocket in this pair of pants is X, Y, Z all the way down to, he went through his whole pack, every pocket on his pack. And he was like, just like doing these things, like, yeah, it may only marginally improve, but like, if you're a little quieter, if you're a little more efficient, like it just makes your hunting experience better. Turkey hunters are notorious for this. Yeah. yeah. Scott Ellis is a big thing. You get a new vest, do not try to figure it out in the field because it's so noisy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like just putting stuff in random places and all that, you don't want to like zip four times to find the one thing or you never know like you for something crazy happens you fall out of your stand and you're hanging by you know your support rope or whatever your safety line like you need to know where your knife is if you need to cut it off because it's like cutting your circulation if you pass out like he went through this whole thing um he's like i'm prone to cut myself when i'm processing a deer so i know exactly where my bandages are and where and so every time you cut yourself? Yeah. Oh, man. I got all the way to the end last time, and then I sliced my finger with it. Do you, those razor blades are... You use those, like, Havilon? Yeah. Dude, those things are, like, surgical. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, for me, it has to start at home. Like, not being a hunter my whole life, I didn't really have a place for all my gear, and so it was just, like, spread out. And, and so, like, you know, I go fishing. I go trout fishing, bass fishing, turkey hunting, deer hunting. And so I'm using a lot of the same packs, and, like, stuff is just all over the place. And so, you know got a nice built-in for the room and so i'm organizing all my stuff so that i can like quickly grab what i need and put it exactly where it needs to go got some new packs and all that stuff so that's you know obviously checking trail cameras and doing a little bit of scouting but for the most part like we're we're staying out of the places we're going to hunt right now yeah i every year i i usually like will bow hunt with a lighter pack because i'm usually doing shorter days and then when i get to november and and the deer are moving you know, they're getting closer to rut, pre-rut. Uh, I'll, I'll have a bigger pack and you have to know where stuff is. Like I know my front pouch is going to be where I have my, my calls. Um, uh, my scents are, I have a, I have a, like a stupid, huge pouch for Eastern whitetail hunting, but I like it cause I can <laughs> put a lot of stuff in it. Tony said he uh, did too. Yes. Yeah. So I have a Western pouch uh, bag that I'll use for November and I like, but I like it cause I, it's got my scents over here. You know, I've got like, I know where everything is and I do think it makes a big difference cause you get like looking around and juggling stuff. And I mean, it's noisy. All of a sudden your, your yeah. bleak call falls out or your, your, <laughs> <ailing. laughs> yeah. 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 so, uh, you know, you can blow, yeah. you can totally blow it though. Actually, it's kind of funny. I was talking to a guy, um, on go wild and he, he talked about how he, um, the first doe he was going to take, he went to get his arrow and he dropped it and it danced the whole way down the tree stand. And he's like, yeah, that doe at 15 yards. He's like, even I could have hit that shot, but she didn't wait around to find yeah, out. Yeah, really? She got Yeah. No, it's, and it's just like trying to eliminate as many variables as you can. Like I'm not a great hunter. I need to control the things I can control. So that's kind of try. So you're like, getting I'm pack ready. 
yeah, I got a new chest uh, rig this year that I'm going to be using. And, like, it's great, but it's not if, like, there's not an order to things. So, like, with saddle hunting. Yeah, like, tell us certain... what your saddle setup is real quick. Uh, so, I have um, a Badlands Diablo VT pack that, like, I put, you know, processing, snacks, extra layers, things like that in. Um, or they're going to be a place to where I can put extra layers, like, if I hike in and want to take something off or vice versa. Um, and that actually stays on the ground at the base of the tree. Um, I have a chest rig where I've got like all the things that I'll actually need up in the saddle. So like range finder, uh, grunt tube, um, my, um, my tree tether is in there. My lineman rope goes in a, um, tethered, uh, sis hauler that's on my phantom saddle, tethered phantom saddle. Um, and when I get to the tree, so like I wear my saddle into the woods, I put it on at the truck. So I'm not fumbling with that, get all that, you know, ready to go as much as I can, like have the lineman rope already attached to my saddle. And then the tag end is in that, that pouch. So that when I get to the tree, um, I take my sticks off of my backpack, which has like the cinch, um, on the outside of the actual pack. Which sticks are you using? Uh, they're Hawk Heliums, um, which we actually have now, which is pretty cool. Those are pretty popular. Yeah. Um, uh, Dan's sitting here counting all the inventory he's got to reorder for this po- uh, podcast. <laughs> That'll be a drop ship. I was thinking about that with your Target because it's like, oh, now you can buy a replacement yeah. Target through our site. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I got my sticks back there. Um, I take those off, and I actually bought – there's this company called 3D Genesis um, that makes – 3d printed little accessories for your saddle um so i bought these little um hooks that are made specifically for my saddle and for these particular sticks that i can actually take the versa button on my sticks and clip the stick into each hip Mm. um and so i have three sticks one goes on each hip the first one goes on the tree while i'm standing on the ground and um, i'm able to climb the tree and like not not, juggle those not juggle them and then the biggest thing for me like not being super proficient with it was like having to go up and down the tree and then unclip my lineman rope grab something or you know like just that cumbersomeness like having all of this you know my gear is on my chest and my you know my sticks are on my uh, side and then really the last thing i have to figure out is what i'm going to do with my platform um so I'm going to try to clip it to the back of my uh, saddle, but if I like through one of the molly straps, but if I can't, that is going to be the last thing I have to come down for, grab that, and then I have the cam buckle in my chest rig, get up, put that thing on, and my bow, tow rope is on my uh, belt loop. I tow rope it instead of going back down. Well, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I, I already have one tow rope for my bow that's just like I attach. That's one of the first things I attach because yeah. the worst thing is getting everything set up, getting in your platform ready to roll you already switched your tree tether and you're like crap i forgot my bow so i have that and i'll just tow that up once like everything is done and then i bought a uh, from 3d genesis i bought um kind of like a um uh, hys strap from tethered um but it's got like a bow hanger and a couple of loop like hooks already built in so i didn't have to like buy those separately or get carabiners or anything um and so i'll be hanging on public land you can't screw into a tree so uh, in Indiana anyway. So, uh, that's, that's it's most of my setup. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, pretty much all that minus the 3d printed stuff, you can get at shopgowild.com. Yeah. It's pretty cool now yeah. in the past. We're, it adding be more, that way. we're adding more and more. Um, okay. So you, you were, you were getting ready. What, what, what yeah. about you, Erica? Um, well, I haven't been on the podcast for a little bit, but 
I was talking to Brayden a couple weeks ago because I put out some trail cams and I was like, man, I'm just not seeing anything like at all. So using the tactic cams? Uh, yep. I have a tactic cam. Um, I really like that one, uh, reveal. And then Brayden was like, you need to like walk that trail and see where it leads to because i had it set up on like kind of an intersection Mm -hmm. i was like of trails like this is gonna be great and nothing was coming up and i was like okay so uh maybe this past weekend or the weekend before i took time and like went out into the woods and just walked it and it ended up going to a pond um and i was like this is great. Okay, I'm going to put, um, and then I, there's a spot that puts like a lot of deer droppings and some tracks and stuff. I'm going to set it up here. And then I went a little further. hadn't done this before. I set up like a little scrape and like bent the tree limb down. And every day there's like, it's just does. I cannot find any bucks, but it's like groups of does. So I figure when maybe Dude. it's time for rut, maybe something will come through. Mike Larson, WTF, water, testosterone, food. Here so depending on what time of the year, like you've got your water, mm-hmm. you've got your does, so testosterone. Mm-hmm. Not sure what the food source is. I think you said you have like persimmon, which is soft mass. Yeah. That's probably dropping soon. There's but persimmons. You got uh, acorns somewhere? Oh, yeah. There's acorns all over the place. You're yeah. going to kill you some digger, girl. Well, yeah. well Bill, too. Uh, Bill talks Bill, – Bill with Spartan Forge talks about how like – it's not that the big deer aren't there. They just maintain a tighter range. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when testosterone kicks in, that's when they're likely to show up. They're mm-hmm. going to come find the does. So I'd say you got a good spot. Fingers crossed. All right. Cool. Yeah. And then I got to figure out my bow. Like, yeah. really in my head about the bow. Got the bow from the neighbor. Have been shooting it. Started out at 27 pounds. Um upped it and then this weekend i was like i'm going to 40 i'm just doing it i think 35 is minimum in indiana i'm weak y'all okay it's fine i hit it to 40 and i was like nope we're not not at all so and then also i don't exactly know like what the turn is so is it mm-hmm. one pound is it two pounds is it three pounds is it five pounds yeah. um three to five you were saying earlier with your matthews right yeah i thought that's what so that's that's the same with bear it's like super hard to know unless you go to a bow shop or you have a way to test it like yeah you don't know exactly <laughs> it's three to five like right so i thought i turned it back down to 35 and it was still like pretty rough but you then might I, be there. I don't know i see all these influencer ladies and they're like i'm shooting 65 pounds i'm like what are we doing <laughs> don't uh, yeah don't don't let that get in your head so i gotta work on that all right it yeah. opens sunday uh yeah saturday 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 yeah. wait so are you guys going out this weekend i am yeah uh, no i'm not i'm not ready i've really got to make sure that i'm gonna kill something and not just injure it before i go off shooting me and philly goat are going out to a new property we've got that uh that's gonna be our opening day we're gonna try to wait as long as we can to go after some of those uh donkeys we found yeah. more to be told on that wait what now you're gonna wait as long as you can oh because that's a different <clears throat> property correct yeah he doesn't want to go busting in yet yeah yeah. um yeah you guys are all ahead of me because i'm trying to do the modern gun this year so i just entered the draw i'll find out if i got drawn for any of the 
quota hunts in Kentucky. Oh, okay. So did you put it like a Fort Knox and that kind of deal or what? I didn't do Fort Knox. I did uh, the late Taylorsville Lake and I did a small WMA like an hour outside of Louisville because my thing was I wanted it to be close enough that I can go scout it. But I won't know till I think the first week of um, October and then one of the draws. Next week? Yeah. So as far as if I even got drawn. So then I've got okay. October and then one of the quota hunts is beginning of November. And then the other one is beginning of December. It's the second. So I, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'll try for maybe hold out for a buck if I get the first one. If I get to the second one or don't get either and I'm going to Derek's property, I'll just be happy with the dough or whatever. But, yeah, so I still got to, I think – hit up Derek zero in my rifle, my thirty thirty, and do all that. So I'll be late to the game. So right now I'm doing all the honeydew stuff. Yeah. I'm doing all I, the home improvement stuff. I ask my, I always, I hunt somebody else's property and usually I have like pretty good, he gives me pretty good access to it. Like very rarely do I ask to hunt and he's like, no. I mean, last year, um, there was a day that the, uh, the you can go back and listen to episode one if you want to hear that. <laughs> but, um, I, I asked him if I could hunt, what is modern gun opener? I didn't say that. I just asked for the weekend. He's like, let me check with the family first. And I was like, ah. yeah. So if, if I don't get my normal spot, I guess I'm going to go down to Southeastern Kentucky. Cause I don't have another private spot up here. Southeastern know well. Kentucky for Daniel Boone or for no, like down to the Cumberland gap area. Um, oh, like your hometown. You got some, I've got a, I got a spot down there that is, hard to access and most people are just straight up too lazy to so it's public it's or, public yeah nice. I'll, I'll, i haven't hunted it in a few years but yeah. it's not quota no there's no quota okay. um i mean it's it's buck only you ha- uh-huh. it is antler or antlered only hmm. um it's it's a totally different zone down there uh the population's a lot smaller um but there are some studs that come out of those you know they get back in those those really tough to access areas there is a spot that I found that I really like, and I had insane sign on um, a few years ago, and it was just gnarly, awful weather. It was like raining and 35 degrees. That's the worst. Oh, Either dude. snow or don't. I yeah. wanted to die. I, I hunted yeah. for 12, 12 or 14 hours that day. I, like, it was a full day, and I was out there for so long that I was just literally, like, wanted to die. Yeah. So uh, this podcast is coming to an end by default of the 30 minute time gap here. So we'll, we'll, I'll update you guys as I, I'll, I'll have lots of, I'll get out for Bo for sure, but I'm a little nervous now that, that my uh, easy go-to area for modern gun is, is maybe not yeah. going to happen. He said hey, he'd tell me in a few days. So. Real quick, tell him about uh-huh. the gear, man. Uh, we've added a ton of stuff on shopgowild.com where you can pull up your app. I think we've added 5,000 products in the last four days. We've got another 15,000 or so that'll be dropping over the next, 10 days so we've been promising it's coming there's a ton of new archery stuff it may or may not be categorized particularly well we're still trying to figure that out we're yeah. working on it if you start yeah. searching for brands uh you'll find it crossbows arrows all that good all stuff all the things i'm brad luttrell this is dan hood erica johnson and Braden ware thanks Bye. guys